This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> All right, Megs. The big thing happening uh, this weekend, for this week, I would say, is we honor dads. Yes. Father's Day is upcoming in just a few short days. And we'd like well, to Well, actually, by the time this is by the time this is posted, it will have happened. But Oh, you know what? See, I forget that we've moved these to Mondays. Yeah. So uh So it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Father's Happy Day. Fa- and we need Father. to say Happy Father's Day, Brian, who produces our show. Happy Father's Day, Brian. Yes, Brian. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, back to me. Okay, Brian did something this week that might be one of my absolute favorite things we've ever turned out. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. If you haven't checked it out yet, please, please, please go to our Facebook page and watch these dad jokes videos because they're pretty Uh, great. They are. We had we collected dad jokes from ODA, ODA employees and then we had our ODA dads read them and they're they're priceless. They're priceless. <laughs> the format's great, too. Brian had a really great idea about having them read the jokes as if they were on Jimmy Kimmel for mean tweets. Have you seen the celebrity mean <laughs> yes, tweets? Yes. <laughs> so that's that's how it's formatted if you need an idea. But please go watch. Yeah, go, go watch. It's it's worth the couple minutes it'll take. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so while we appreciate dads, we are appreciating some other people this week. Yeah, let's get into it and hear some fun gross stories. So, Megs, we kind of, um, we mispromoted this this week, but I'm actually very, I'm still very excited about our, about our episode. Oh, uh, we're going to get to the good stuff. It's, it's happening. So, uh, it is Veterinary Appreciation Day this week, and we love our veterinarians, Uh but we had promised that we were going to have Dr. Summers on here for, you know, he's our state veterinarian. Well, we couldn't get our stuff together to get him on before he was off for the entire week. So <laughs> we, we have actually... wonderful people on today. Oh, yeah, thanks. That makes me feel like you're settling here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Instead, we have a couple of our a couple of our lady veterinarians with us, and you guys probably don't know. We that's what we call you guys, the lady veterinarians. We love you. There's there's a group in animal Girl health. power. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, today we have on assistant state veterinarian Dr. Christy Shaw and one of ODA's field veterinarians, Dr. Angela Rousbert. I think you both have been on before, so welcome back. No, thank you. Dr. Shaw says no. Okay. <laughs> Happy to be on here this morning. Thank you. You haven't, Dr. Shaw? You haven't no, I don't think so. I, I was I thinking didn't... we had you on before. I know. Looks right. like Dr. Summers has done a couple, but happy to come back. Uh, <laughs> this goes well. <laughs> if this goes well. If not, I'll take a hint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh man. So, we know, I mean, you guys do a, a lot of different things. Um, Dr. Shaw, you're on campus a little bit more. Dr. Rosbert, you're out in the field. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just tell us what you're working on right now? 
So uh, I'm Dr. Christy Shaw, uh, the assistant state vet, like Megan and Shelby said. And so you're based out of central office in Reynoldsburg. And so what's really exciting about my job is it is different day to day. I do so many different things that sometimes when people ask me what I do, it takes me a minute uh, to decide what to tell them. And so right now, um, we have a lot of HPAI or high path avian influenza going on in the United States. And so we're just working with all of our staff, OPA, the Ohio Poultry Association, on making sure we're just getting good messaging out to our producers, and both commercial and backyard, to have really good biosecurity so that we can prevent that in our flocks here in Ohio. Some other emergency response activities include working on our African swine fever uh, plan. We have an avian influenza plan, so we want a similar one for African swine fever. If that were to ever be in the United States, which we hope not, uh, but we want to be proactive rather than reactive in that aspect. Also working on just a couple other things with different internal SOPs with my field staff in here. That way we can all be on the same page about some different animal disease reporting. And so that's just a few things going on here. Just a few. Translation, Dr. <laughs> Shaw is very busy. Don't bother her with this podcast. <laughs> She was able to squeeze us in for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you. Dr. Rossbert, talk uh, uh, just a little bit about what you're doing uh, in the field. Hey, so yeah. So as you guys kind of alluded to, I'm one of the field veterinarians. So while I have to make trips down to ODA campus, I'm not typically there on a regular basis. And But similar to Dr. Shaw, things are constantly changing. It just seems like, you know, it's like, okay, I've got this scheduled, this scheduled, and then all of a sudden, you know, something comes up and that takes priority. Uh, so right now we are starting to ramp up for fair season, which is typically really busy for both the field veterinarians and then also our uh, inspectors, animal health inspectors as well, because we do really strive to make a point to uh, visit all of Ohio's county fairs and independent fairs. And I believe we have 95 of them across the state. Um, so that that keeps us fairly busy. So typically that means reaching out to our, our contacts, making sure that they have, you know, if they have any questions, um, kind of just getting, you know, scheduling around for that. You know, one of the really uh, major tasks that we have with doing um, our visits to these fairs is just ensuring some of the regulations are in place and that uh, everyone who's coming to the fair is compliant with that. And a big portion of that is scrapey ID. So for our goats and sheep, um, there are certain requirements uh, as far as identification. So a major part of what we do for these fair visits would be going and checking on that and you know providing education and if there's a situation where an animal uh, should have an ID and it doesn't. And so kind of helping through those different situations. And so um, as fair seasons, you know, starting to ramp up, then, you know, we're getting ready doing those things. We also um, uh, do a lot of delivering of fair boxes. So we, you know, speaking of vet appreciation week, we are so appreciative of all of our uh, veterinarians that are out there that are our fair veterinarians, and they do a ton of work um, collecting samples from the uh, winners, basically, um, and have them be tested. But we, you know, in order to help do our leg of it, we have to, you know, provide different supplies and things like that to them and reach out to them, make sure that they are good to go with everything. And so it's just, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of reaching out, you know, it's definitely a busy time for us. Uh, so right as we were hopping on to record this, uh, we, we know, 
we know our vets have a lot of very interesting stories. And <laughs> Dr. Shaw promised she's got a good one for us. We haven't even, we haven't heard this one yet. We haven't vetted it yet. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so, and this one's from my time in private practice. And so I spent about 18 months in private practice before I came over to ODA back in 2020, I believe, or 2019, no, 2000. Oh my gosh, now I don't even remember. Um, but when I was in I'm private trying practice- to think when I interviewed you about that, and I might've been 19. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yes, yes. I came over to the Division of Meat Inspection in 2019. And so I got a call uh, one Friday night when I was in private practice and I was on call from a gentleman that was out an hour south of where I practiced, out in the middle of nowhere, saying, I have, um, my donkey has been injured by my goat. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, after talking to him, it sounded kind of serious. And I was like, do you need to take this donkey to OSU? I don't have large anesthesia machines, machines to keep this donkey down for a long time. He said, no, just come out and do your best. Thankfully, I had a wonderful technician on call with me. So I dragged her butt out of bed, uh, took her with me. And poor thing was also pregnant. Um, still dragged her out of, out of bed to come with me. And so we drive hour away uh, to this farm. And so there was this billy goat with very large horns that had taken his horns and hooked the donkey right under the tail beside some sensitive regions on this male intact donkey. And there was a flap of skin that was about six inches in diameter, just hanging down with muscles hanging out. I was like, this looks pretty bad. Um, so the guy was the owner said, do the best you can. My tech helped me lay the donkey down and we sutured um, I think his name was Sammy, sutured this donkey back up, and it is an awesome success story. The owners were so vigilant about taking care of it that heal. it took months, but we got it healed up, and so it was one of those really, really cool, successful stories, but I'll have to show you some pictures sometime, Megan. I think you would enjoy those. So. <laughs> I want to see poor Sammy. I'm glad poor he's Sammy. doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that's uh, that's good enough for you. Oh my Man. gosh. Like when you, okay. When you get a call, like an emergency call in the middle of the night, what are you, is it like worst, that worst case scenario or do you know what you're walking into or you do not really know? I think it depends. And sometimes, um, sometimes owners makes a, make a small deal out to be bigger than it is. And sometimes it's a big deal, but it doesn't sound like it. So you really don't know until you get there. Um, and I think same can be said a little bit for regulatory too, is that I'm sure some of the calls Dr. Rossbert gets, you, you just don't know um, until you show up and you get more history and you get to see for yourself. Uh, okay, Dr. Rossbert, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I knew this was coming. I was trying to think. I think one of the most unusual cases that I had was again in private practice. And this person had called in to say they had some sort of chair that had like a mechanical component to it. Um, and their cat had like gotten its fur stuck into it. So we were just kind of like, okay, well, like, and they're like, well, we can't, like, we can't get the cat out. And like, we can't take the whole entire chair and the cat to the clinic. It's just like, well, you know, we have appointments. Like we can't, you know, we're, we're not doing like emergency house calls or anything like that. So, you know, we were like, well, try some like butter or something to kind of like, you know, you know, smear on the cat's fur, you know, that sort of thing. And so, okay, we'll try that. Well, then they like called back a couple hours later and still like no avail. And like, you know, they're trying to kind of describe the situation, but they can't 
really, you know, and we don't know we're not there. And so kind of, you know, the day goes on. And the next thing I know, my technician comes back and is just like, they're bringing in the cat. They took the chair apart. It's still like connected to some pieces. So I'm like, okay. And so then they show up with this cat and it has its tail. It's not just fur, but tail, tail parts, tail skin, tail bone wrapped around like this threaded, um, like ready rod. And I, I, again, I do not know what the chair looks like because they just brought in like this piece with this bar and like this poor cat. And it's just like, oh, okay, like this is bad. Like this, this is not just like a little bit of fur that we can like, you know, care for. This, isn't, this like, isn't getting solved with a little butter, is it? Yeah, butter no, ain't gonna no, do it. No, no butter's not going to do it. And backstory, I had just recently gotten this farm truck that I was super excited about. It's this old blue Chevy truck. I still have it. And it is like beat up to no end. Like, but it's like the perfect farm truck. It is like rusty now. It's like scratched up everywhere. Like my, we've used it. We just throw things in the back of it. Like the windshield's cracked. I mean, we really don't, you know, do anything, uh, you know, other than moving things around on the farm. But like, I had just gotten it, this truck. And I was so excited about it. Cause it's just like this like epic, farm truck and so my technician who's also a very very good friend of mine had gotten me this little as kind of a present slash joke present little bag of tools for my farm truck so randomly I had this stuff at the office I I cannot even make this stuff up I randomly had and we used those tools to like so we had to anesthetize the cat and I, I will I'll give it away it does have a happy ending so we anesthetized the Thank cat. Goodness. Goodness. Yes, we anesthetized the cat and we used these tools to like take this chair piece rod part further apart um, to, to get at this cat's tail. And the, the cat's tail was completely mangled. I mean, it had like degloved, which is where the skin gets pulled away from the oh. body. Um, and it was like, I mean, broken does not. Oh. even come close so uh, it was in bad shape um so we ended up amputating this cat's tail and um that went fine cat woke up you know cat did well they brought it back in you know a couple of days later for suture removal and the cat was doing really well but now and the, the owners are like oh this cat like she was so proud she had this it was a long-haired cat of course had this beautiful tail with this huge plume of all this fur and like now she's got this little stuff and they're like we think she's pretty embarrassed because she just had such this beautiful tail but that was probably one of the craziest just yeah. like situations again like Luckily, it all came out fine. The cat was just, you know, one tail <laughs> left. Um, you know, it could have been a lot worse, you know, had it been, you know, any other part or anything like that. But from now so. on, it's Dr. Rosper, veterinary mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever figure out what that piece was? No, I don't know what the chair originally, they tried to explain it again. And I just know that it had, like there's some sort of mechanical component and I don't know if it was one of those, I don't think it was one of those chairs that like went up the stairs or anything like that. It must've just been a chair that sat uh -huh. in the living room that I don't know if it like mechanically, like either stretched out or like did a lazy stop. boy, or maybe it was one of those chairs that like help you sit 
like stand up. I'm not sure. I just know obviously there was a mechanical component and this cat must have just been in the right place. And as that mechanical gears was going, just caught up that tail. So the wrong place at the the wrong wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need also to see a picture of this truck. You you must (laughs) send that to us at some point. I can do that. Like I said, we still have, we've got, you know, we had that storm that came through yesterday. And so we used it and loaded it up with a whole bunch of limbs and sticks and everything. And uh, I, and there's like, it's a Chevy. And so there was this back and forth with my friend because she's a, you know, Dodge or a Ford person. And, but like, I, I love like this truck is in like such terrible condition, but I love it. It's one of my favorite vehicles. So I, I have the I had this friend who um he bought an old I think it was an eighty two F one fifty and also very proud of it. I remember getting into it and I was like I kind of did the sniff. He goes, Oh yeah, it smells like nineteen eighty two. And I was like, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, this truck does test. not smell good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, those are good. I'm I'm happy both of those stories had positive yeah. outcomes because yeah. we we know that you both have dealt with some really probably difficult issues being a veterinarian. So we we're glad you shared those with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say that that's even in this even in this um, particular job. I I think that that's one of the hardest things. Lots of people. You know, they're like, oh, I can never be a veterinarian. I can't do the euthanasias. I couldn't do that. Blah blah. For me personally, that's not the hardest part. The hardest part is delivering bad news, um, you know, because usually by the time you are doing, you're getting ready to do the euthanasia, most of the time, you know, that's either the best option or just, you know, the best option for that particular situation. And everyone, even though, you know, it's it's sad, it's, you know, kind of everyone has come to that conclusion. But when you are having to go in and present bad news, um, you know, that that to me has always been the hardest part of this job, you know, regardless of if it was private practice or regulatory medicine is coming and being the bearer of bad news. So not to put a damper on this fun podcast, but I would definitely say that that well, that's that's know, the hardest part. There, there's something about, you know, veterinarians, j- just like doctors. Uh, it, and I mean that as far as, you know, human doctors, it, you you all have a certain um, compassion and empathy. I, I mean, there's one thing our entire animal health, our veterinary staff, you guys all, you are dear people and you have such good personalities. And I mean, that's that's one thing that, that we appreciate. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the Dr. Shaw, go on. <laughs> I, I think that's something you probably have to have as a vet, but, um, you know, we appreciate it because you guys are up for anything we ask you to do. Any of our crazy, you know, comms things. Uh, by the way, Meg, sorry, your last video with them is one everyone must see. It was, we pretty, talking- fun to, it was pretty fun to do. It was. I felt, I was telling Shelby after the shoot, I said, oh my gosh, I have not felt more like a director. <laughs> in my life because they were like well what do we do and I'm like okay walk this way now walk this way now look this way (laughs) this way but it turned out nicely no I love it because I mean you know Megs and I come up with these crazy ideas and you guys go along with them like you know Megs and I were planning this one I'm like I want them to walk towards you like they mean business (laughs) I mean we were were pretty determined 
you, you guys delivered. So you guys, check out the video. It is on the homepage of our animal health. Go to our website, agro.ohio.gov. And it is on the homepage of animal health, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's yep. also on ODA's YouTube page and it's somewhere on the Facebook page. Just do some scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find it. You'll find a lot of the good You'll things. Find too. It. <laughs> oh, that was good though. Yeah, they are up for anything and we do appreciate it. Yes. Well, we appreciate you guys working so hard too. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. We try. We try. All right. Well, Dr. Shaw, we know you're busy. We know you, you, you gave us your, your amount of time, a lot of time. <laughs> so we really yeah, we appreciate did. it, you guys. We, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming by and talking to us and letting everybody out there know a little bit more about what you do. Not a problem. Thank you so much for having us. Yep. We're happy to, to be a part of this. <laughs> so Megs, we're a little unprepared today. We actually don't even know what we're doing next week. We don't. And you know what? That's the beauty of it because we're going to surprise you. Yeah. It'll be a surprise show. You're on vacation. I've got a couple yep. days off next week. Yep. Um, so, Brian, that means you're probably coming up with something. <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's what we awesome. love to hear. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a great week, everyone. And uh, we will talk with you later. Bye-bye. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.